What does Q4 remind you of? For me, it's sweater weather and of course, football season. From a business perspective, it is the home stretch. Time to close out another year and prepare for the next. So before we wrap up Q4, it is time to bring in a little bit more business or maybe a lot. And to make this all happen, you're gonna need some sales software. That software that you're looking for is inside of the HubSpot Sales Hub. With a customizable prospecting workspace, smart deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your sales operations to convert more contacts into customers. And of course, this powerful tool has some snazzy AI embedded. It's called their ChatSpot, which speeds up your day-to-day task with simple chat solutions. And their AI assistant is gonna crank out copy, outlines, and out-of-the-box ideas. They are cleverly designed to accelerate your workflow and baked right inside of this CRM. So stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing out more deals. The time is of the essence. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Good morning, good afternoon, maybe even good evening. I am Natalie Garrett, and I'm excited to welcome you to episode number 227 of the Ops Authority Podcast. Another tidbit about me is I am the creator and the author of the DOO Certification Program, which we have been welcoming our 21st cohort of students into this program. And it has been such a fun couple of weeks talking about the program, answering your questions. And ladies, if you would like to continue this conversation, head over to theopsinsiders.com. That's our free community that is exactly for you. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you should definitely be inside of that Facebook group. So diving into today's episode, it's actually a continuation from last week's episode, number 226, and I'll give you a quick recap and a review of that. If you have not listened to it, I highly encourage you to bookmark this and go back and listen to that as well. You're going to get additional information today, but it really all lies in what I explained last week. The framework that I shared with you all last week on episode number 226 is one of those tools that really helps me to work with people individually to create a growth path and a growth plan as an operator. You see, so many of us come into this space as a virtual assistant or as a project manager or as a bookkeeper. The list goes on and on and on, but the reality is most of us, all of us, are meant for something more. It is so easy for us to take the path of least resistance because we desire, at an innate, deep level, we desire safety and security. Unfortunately, that keeps us in the last or past version of ourselves. 
here at the Ops Authority, and my personal mission is to help women step into their next best self. And so that mentality, those patterns have to be broken so that we can continue to grow, to elevate. And when we do that, the byproduct is that we see growth. We get out of the complacency How many times do I hear people and women telling me, I really, I just do what I'm doing because I've been doing it for a long time. That is called complacency. I want to keep you moving forward. Also, I want to make sure that you have a development plan, whether you have a business for yourself, whether you're working in someone else's business, whether you're working in corporate, it really doesn't matter. And another thing that we have inside of us is the desire to be better, to learn, to grow, to develop. And I find that we leave that behind so often because of the need for safety and security. Even if you don't desire necessarily changing, you know, where you are working right now or who you are serving right now, you still want to make sure that you're evolving and using your innate gifts, using those natural skills, because when we do this, we are able to operate in a place of ease. Now, I have certainly operated in a place out of ease before or without ease. And what did that really look like in real life? It looked like a lot of pressure. It looked like a lot of stress, overwhelm, which all of those things lead to burnout. And I'm pretty darn sure if you're listening here today, those are not the feelings that you want out of the time and energy that you're investing in your professional life. So we're looking for ease. We are looking for full, real fulfillment. And for us to do that, I deeply believe that we must be on a perpetual growth pattern. And the beautiful thing about aligning your next best self to your natural skills is that you're going to earn the value. You're going to earn the income that really is going to be representative of the effort, the level, the energy that you're investing into your career. All of this matters here for me. So Here today in this episode, like I said, it's a continuation from 226 where we talked about the layers of operations. Envision those four layers as a pyramid or in a pyramid. At the very tip top is vision, the next is strategy, the next is management, and the bottom, the largest, the base of it is implementation. So many of us will work as, if you look at that as a a ladder, we're gonna be stepping up through those different layers throughout our careers. And so I asked you last week, take an assessment of where you are today. Now I am going to spend today's episode in showing you the different levels of titles that are going to accompany you as you elevate throughout this. I know that if you're listening to this today, you have the ability to reach the strategic level. With our certification, our training, our mentorship, our advisement, you're going to be able to find and have the frameworks that bring you the ability to partner with leaders on a strategic level with our frameworks. And I know that this is something that a lot of us desire. We just don't know how to do it. So the certification program certainly is going to help you to do that. But I wanted to show you what these different layers look like because you may be building out teams. You are also going to be able to use this tool to develop your own growth plan. So as we continue to develop as operators, we want to make sure that you've got your sights in front of you. Maybe you need that title to start looking for roles that actually fit where you want to be. 
And another thing that I'd like to share is when I start saying these titles, if you're not even familiar with what an operations manager is, maybe this is your key. Go into LinkedIn, search up operations managers, director of operations, project manager, start searching those and just take a look at what is included inside of those job postings. You can start to see roles and responsibilities. You can, for many of them, you can start to look at what pay looks like. And I think that this is just a good idea for you to have as you are setting your vision for what your growth plan is going to be as an operator. Enjoy listening to today's episode. Since you follow me, I have to believe that you are just as passionate about operations as I am. So we're going to be looking at the backside of business and what is the career path for someone who has a passion and a skill set in operations. My business works with six, seven, eight-figure business owners to help them build out their teams and their organizations. We design businesses so that they can scale. When we do that, we're going to be looking at a lot of talent and team placements. So I wanted to share with my listeners, those of you guys who are filling those roles or our service providers, I wanted to help you to understand where you fit and where your growth is. This episode is completely dedicated to the operational side of businesses and in the development there. So we've got five different levels of operations. I'm going to state them first from top to bottom, and then I'm going to expand on them individually. So at the very, very top, the highest leader in an operational function is going to be a chief operating officer. This is oftentimes shortened to a COO. Underneath a COO, we have a director of operations, which I shortened to a DOO. And I know if you're following me, you know that I'm all about the DOO position. My business is built on certifying, training, and mentoring women that have that innate operational skill set and are elevating into that strategic component. So if you guys are interested in doing that, this is your time. I want you to step in to at least apply for our Director of Operations Certification Program, which is going to be beginning very shortly. So please join us. Take a look at directoroperations.com. I'd love to have you in there. But that's our second layer. The next layer to this is our operations manager. Underneath the operations manager, we have an operations coordinator. And then at the bottom or the entry level is an operations assistant. So I'm going to rewind really quick and go through those. We've got a COO, a DOO, an operations manager, an ops coordinator, and an operations assistant. Those are the five levels of operational roles. And as I reflect on my career, I can see how I have navigated from the bottom all the way up to the very, very top. And that may not be your path. You may not have a desire to be a CEO or even a DOO of a business, but I wanted to just show you what that path can look like so that you can see that there is a progression. I'm going to go individually and talk about each of these levels so that you can start to see what those roles look like, what the responsibilities look like, and also so that you can see if that's an area that you want to grow in. So starting at the very top as the chief operating officer, oftentimes shortened as the COO, think back to the last episode where we talked about those four layers of vision, strategy, management, implementation. 
the COO is going to be the main visionary for the way a company operates. That means they cast the vision. They oftentimes also hold onto the strategy, onto the solutions of how them or their team are going to execute in the operations space. So the COO holds the vision as well as the strategy. This role is really often misunderstood and One of the biggest concerns I have is when I see small, really tiny businesses looking to put in a chief operating officer way too early. A chief operating officer has a lot of expertise, 10 plus years of expertise, knowledge, experience in the disciplines of HR and finance. Now, there could be some additional ones like delivery and fulfillment, but those are the two primary disciplines that a COO need to have. So these people are experts in human resources and they're experts in finance. Very rarely is a person going to be a COO in a business and still be in the management or implementation capacity. Actually, they should never be in the implementation capacity. So I want to make sure that we're very, very clear that most businesses do not need a COO and their zone of genius is in HR and finance. They have expansive experience in those disciplines. Then we've got a director of operations. And oh, ladies, this entire podcast, every single episode to this point is talking to a director of operations or an aspiring director of operations. So if you have joined me on this podcast for this journey, or you've ever binged this podcast, I am talking to you when we expand on the DOO role. When we look at those layers that we talked about in episode number 71, a DOO is going to oversee and heavily participate in the strategy as well as the management. They will always have strategy as a component, which is why the DOO role is built on the framework of the strategic mapping model. You guys have probably heard me talk about that before, and it's one of the most anticipated trainings that people have when they come into the certification. But that's how you go from management to strategy. When you come into the DOO role, you are strategic and you're an amazing manager which is why the greatest disciplines that a DOO have are in the people, the process, and the project space, along with the financial knowledge. So you may not be an expert in all of those, but I'm going, I see the greatest expertise in the DOO role coming from project management. When they come to me for training, you are looking to grow the people part and the finance piece. But project and process are pretty built out and pretty developed at the time that someone's coming into the DOO role and certification. Someone that's in this role has got five to up to even 15 years of experience in operations in one of those disciplines that I just talked about. Director of operations looks at strategy and management. They are not doing the implementation. This role is 
definitely fit for what we call small business today. Small business, I mean, the numbers, if I told you a revenue number, it's really, really broad. So it's not very helpful, but a director of operations has to have a team underneath them. So they have to have implementers. Remember I said, DOOs are in strategy and management. So for the strategy and management to work out, you've got to have someone to manage. You've got to have someone to implement the strategies that you're coming up with and proposing. So you need a team underneath you. That's why I can't tell you that at a certain revenue level, it makes the most sense to bring in a DOO because it's really, really wide. It depends on the type of business that you have, your business model, what your products look like. And again, if you've got that implementation team in place. But the thing I want you to know is you should not come in as a director of operations into a business until you have implementers, until you know that your client has an implementation team in place. If you're listening to my podcast, there's a great chance that you enjoy listening to other people's podcasts. So I'd like to recommend a podcast that I've been enjoying and I think you will enjoy as well. Latinx in Power. It's hosted by Taisha Fernandez. It's also brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals like you. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from all over Latin America. I recently listened to one of her podcasts called Harnessing the Power of Silence in Negotiation with Diana Kleps. While I was listening, I couldn't help but think of you and how this could be helpful for you. In this interview with Diana, she talks about what it's like to be a Latina leader in the diversity space. And then another tidbit that I took away was just how significant it is in the sales process to ask a question and to let the silence work for you after that. So join me and listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcast. Alrighty. Now we get into operations managers. And this is a big, big space for small business and in the online communities that I see. An operations manager is going to be focusing clearly on management, but also have a hand in the implementation. So their zone is in project management as well as task management. People who are going to effectively be operations managers have between three and eight years of experience. They have been taskmasters. They are coming from the implementation space and they're up-leveling into that exclusive leadership role of management. Operation managers are key. A lot of time when I'm navigating organizational design and someone's building their business from the bottom up from a team perspective, This is the very first management layer that I'm going to suggest somebody come in at. So they still do implementation, but they also have the management skill set to be able to continuously rise and develop in. Underneath the ops manager, we have the operations coordinator. This is an implementation only role. We are not looking for managers. We are looking at task execution, getting those tasks done. This is two to five years of experience. This is someone who is either familiar with your model, your line of work, or an expert in operations and getting things done. And in the lowest layer here is what I term an operations assistant. Again, this is implementation only and it's entry level. So if you are willing, if the business owner and the founder is willing to take somebody who's really green and doesn't understand your space, 
your discipline, your industry, this would be a great person to pull in. This is a lot of times the intern level. They've got the zest to do good work and they're curious. So you take somebody that's entry level and you train them. So an operations assistant is entry level up to about two years. And to be honest, right around the one year mark, you probably want to progress this person. Or if you are that person, you want to start looking at owning some of these tasks. Instead of just being the person that receives the task, you want to start stretching yourself to get to the operations manager level and start getting into a little bit more ownership. And that means that you should be moving into like that ops coordinator role. So to recap, we've got five levels of operational roles from the top, COO, DOO, ops manager, ops coordinator, and then the ops assistant. Some things I really want to make sure that you take away from this. Very few small businesses have a need to have more than three levels in their business. So A lot of businesses do not need a COO and a lot of businesses don't need an ops assistant. That means that the DOO, the ops manager, and the ops coordinator are likely going to be the roles that we see in job descriptions. Now, they may title them differently because there's a whole thing that goes around, you know, a lot of times people don't really know how to title these. So you could help your leader by sharing this podcast with them, but also maybe you just do the education of what I've shared with you today. The different levels of operation roles, obviously the experience gets higher. The amount of leadership, innate leadership that they have expands as we get to the top, which is that chief operating officer. The commitment to the business. You can almost see like if we did a funnel with the the widest part of the funnel being at the top, being that COO all the way to the bottom, their commitment to this business is going to be much higher at the COO level and very small as an ops assistant. For this reason, we see ops assistants, which can also be virtual assistants or admin assistants. Lots of the the administration is taken care of at that ops assistant and ops coordinator level. That's why we see a lot of those as part-time or contractor or freelancers. We see people building businesses based off of that and their commitment. They're not all in with one business. And so as you progress higher and higher, getting towards that, obviously a COO is going to be a full-time role. A DOO can still be fractional and part-time. And there's going to be some criteria to make sure that you come in, that you're rightly placed in a full-time role if that's the capacity. But what I wanted to share with you is the level of commitment is going to be much higher, the higher level that you're going to be pursuing. So with that, the amount of autonomy that is going to be needed for a COO looks very different than an operations assistant. An ops assistant has very little autonomy. They don't have management. They're all implementation. So they need to be told what to do. Versus the director of operations who's got strategy and management, their autonomy is going to be pretty high because their primary role is to bring strategy to the vision that the leader above them has. So autonomy has to be very, very high. Lots of times as we are growing in our careers 
or we're building businesses from a team perspective, we are going to start at the bottom. We're going to make sure that we have those implementers set up in our business so that we can continuously develop them ourselves and build on a solid foundation. So it's common to have the CEO or the founder of the business be the COO and even the DOO and bring in their first or second hires to help in that assistant and coordinator space. Hope that all of that makes sense. Make sure that you go back and listen to episode number 70 in conjunction with this to fully understand what those four layers of every function are, episode number 70. And then this episode is going to walk you through the five levels of operational roles. And I could not wrap up today without inviting you to apply to our Director of Operations Certification Program. It's a six-month experience where you are going to understand, develop, train on what it looks like to be a Director of Operations, playing in that strategic and management level, getting rid of implementation from the day-to-day. I would love to have you, if this is an area where you are looking to develop your skill set and you have been in that implementation and management role, you're ready to step it up. I want you to join me in the Director of Operations Certification Program that is starting very shortly. We have an application because we wanna make sure that only the right people come into this because I don't wanna oversell you. I wanna make sure that I'm setting you up for success. So make sure to fill out that application. You can go to directorofops.com would really love to have you and be able to have a good conversation and to devise a development plan for you. If the DOO role fits you, maybe it doesn't, but I would love to have the opportunity to chat with you. If these last two episodes have been helpful for you and you're curious, then go ahead and apply at directorofops.com. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops activity. We have this strategically put in here because I'm a woman of action. I know that action creates confidence. And so let's put this information to use. Go ahead and come to our private Facebook group, opsinsiders.com. And for this week, I want you to let me know what is your title. I'm assuming you're in the operations space, but even if you're not, I want you to come into that thread and let us know what is the title that you use in your business. Is it director of operations? Is it operations manager? What is it? I would love to know because one of the things that I'm really passionate about is making sure that we're creating a common vocabulary and expectation for those of us that are building our own business as operators and service-based professionals. Let us know. Drop that comment in the Ops Insiders Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and we will be back next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.